0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode thirteen of the SwitcherBe podcast. My name is Alex Harding. I'll be your host, and I'm joined here by my co-host Nathan Rudge. Hi, how are we going today? And the assistant to the co-host, Jake Mousie. Hello. And uh, we got a pretty light, news light episode out for you this time, so we'll probably talk a little bit about you know what we've been playing, what we've been doing. Just sort of a you know nice and breezy episode, nothing too nothing too serious. Uh, we'll start it off with uh, Jake. What have you been playing?
1: <laughs> Listen up, Septagrams. I'm going to talk about Neo 2 for the next half hour. <laughs> well, there goes there goes
0: all of that space in the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, some of you uh, may know I did a video for the demo for uh, Neo The World Ends With Year, which uh, if you watch that, I apologize for the uh, video quality of that. I'm still ironing out the kinks with my new capture card. So uh, yeah, sorry about that. But uh, oh boy, that game is good. <laughs> the game is it so good, good. it's oh uh, what a glow up it's i'm i'm stunned by how good this is like the original the world ends with you was good but it was like held back from like an over cumbersome uh battle system because like how it worked is you controlled two characters on both screens of the ds the the top screen you used um uh used like directional buttons a b whatever and the bottom screen you used uh, the the uh, touch screen you did them both at the same time it's uh yeah it's kind of kind of difficult yeah. and uh, oh boy yeah and yeah every re-release of uh, the world ends with you that they tried to you know mess around with the battle system to fit on one screen just made the game worse
0: yeah is... i've only
1: ever tried it on switch and yeah no go yeah yeah it was on uh mobiles for a while and uh. (laughs) (laughs) it's all i all i'll say about that but uh yeah i am i am amazed at the quality of uh neo the world ends with you and like just its ability to basically get the same idea as the original battle system is but like actually make it not garbage that's what you aim for. Yeah, because... Uh, so, like, how the battle system works is, like, each character equips a pin. A pin gives them, like, a certain ability. Like, the two characters you start off with, one has a slash, one has just the basic projectile spam thing. And, like, later on you'll get a character that has, like, a charged kick. What you do is, like, you'll just lay into an enemy for a while with one of those attacks. And then, like, a, uh, a gauge will show up around them and when that gauge shows up uh you're supposed to swap to another attack and combo off of that so you can like constantly like chain these combos and every time you do so it fills uh it fills a bar to like a super meter essentially yeah (laughs) yeah which is Hmm. uh yeah Hmm. and like my favorite thing about that though certain attacks can do the combo off of the super so you can constantly just build and build and build and build and build then spend it and just... It, it, it's nuts. It is nuts. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it's an action RPG, so you're still, like, running around and, you know, like, dodging attacks, jumping around. It's not, it's not turn-based or anything. It surprisingly works. It somehow gets the original uh, The World Ends With You's uh, light puck system, like, to actually work on a uh, single screen, which is impressive I, I yeah it's really impressive it really is also this game's soundtrack holy crap <laughs> <laughs> I've I've kind of converted Alex like, in the time that I've played this like I showed him um Practic- showed him the song storm from the demo yeah it's so good you know when that triggers <laughs> you're walking down the street yeah <laughs> The fact that this game's OST can, like, seamlessly go from city pop, to R&B, to EDM, to rap, to hip-hop, to new metal, and, like, still have, like, the same soundscape, so, like, it all fits. Ah, oh! <laughs> It's so good! I can't wait for this game to come out. I completely forgot, like... Its actual release date so when I did finish the demo I was like it comes out next month what <laughs> what so I immediately pre-ordered it afterwards
0: <laughs> yeah I'm I'm trying to get up to date with the with the anime because I realized that that's available uh, yeah and, like, all the episodes are available yeah I'm I do to...
1: I need to watch that too since like it's been a decade since I played the original so, yeah and I, I figured like it's remember
0: yeah, and I feel I figured, because I tried to play the original, and yeah, like you said, the, the Switch version and most other versions, aside from the DS version, are uh, borderline unplayable. Mm, um, yeah. So, uh, like, I remember even at one stage trying to play the original game without the Joy-Cons on, I literally just had the tablet.
2: So I was using it like a mobile phone, I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, it's, so, it's not good. <laughs> Didn't no, you say so- there was, um, like, additional story scenes that were added only in the Switch version? Yes, and they are important to the sequel,
1: and they yeah. aren't in the anime. Thanks, Nomura. They're not in the anime. They nope. aren't in the anime. What? This is this is a classic thing so, that Nomura likes to do. Ah. Uh, okay, because I am watching the anime waiting for that bit.
0: <laughs> like,
1: nope. it. Like, you'll still get, like, uh you know, like, general gist of, like, certain characters, because there are returning characters. Like, one of the... Sure. Yeah, one of the major villains is a party member in the demo. <laughs> Which sure. blew my mind. And, uh, yeah. It's, and, yeah, like I said, yeah. Uh, important characters will return. But I think there's, yeah, just a little bit of extra stuff in the uh, Switch version that... I'll probably just do, like, a YouTube... Yeah, deep
2: dive you f- into it
0: if you find a youtube video that perfectly explains it send it my way <laughs> yeah yeah, I will. Or, or, yeah or just
2: you know make one yourself on the wiki be like hey if you want to know what to get into before you get into Twery, yeah is this do a wiki dive yeah yeah
1: yeah, that, was, yeah. That, that could also work yeah also oh one thing that i just completely forgot about that uh i want to touch on that i Uh, Another thing that I love about this game is, like, when you're walking around the overworld, uh, I only found this out after the demo, someone actually told me about this, like, who also played the demo, if you hit, like, the dodge button just in the overworld, to the beat of the music, you gain a bonus to your super meter the next time you actually get into a fight. That's really cool. (laughs) Oh, this game's good. This game is so good. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> oh. Well, I, like you said,
0: I feel like you can talk about that for a half hour. So, while yeah, we've got a lull, I'll, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll stop so I, you know, don't gush. But uh, uh, guess what? Uh, another RPG that I've been playing that I'm going to gush about. Haha, we're not done. I've been, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've finally uh, got around to doing my new game plus of Persona 5 Royal. I've, I kind of left that on the uh, back burner for, like, a year and a half, I think it's been at this point.
2: Which is fair, considering didn't you, like, finish a Persona 5, like, standard New Game Plus recently before Royal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was...
1: Man, the, the, the timing of, like, the Persona releases in the past couple of years have been a mess for me. Because, yeah, like, I'd finish... Finished Persona 5. Uh, that was back when I was doing Let's Plays of all things. So progression through that it took forever. Yeah. Uh, by the time I, yeah, by the time I finished that, plus it's uh new game, plus it's like, hey, Persona 5 Royal's coming out in like three months. It's like, all right, cool. And I streamed that last year, I believe when it came out. Yeah, day that it came out. That game is so long. It took me three months to finish on my regular schedule and like before the game even finished yeah before i finished that like stream playthrough Persona 4 golden was not only announced for pc but was released as well
2: (laughs) yeah royal is uh, a long game
1: it it's a long long ass game i put i think 120
2: hours into it yeah,
1: yeah. My uh, my original playthrough was 120 to 130 hours, I believe. Um, yeah. Geez. And even fast forwarding through all the cutscenes, I'm currently at the like true final dungeon. I'm nearly at 200 hours.
0: Jeez, I cringe with it. I I cringe with any like the thought of playing any game over 10 hours nowadays, <laughs> let alone that many
2: it is worth it though like the story is
0: i can imagine but i just feel like do i play 200 hours of this game or do i play 20 other games and you play 200 200 hours of of that game (laughs) Uh, some really good short games and it's just like i don't have to invest that much of my life into like that's that's literally the only thing holding me back from playing persona 5 is the game's length See, and it's just like i just don't think i have the time for it
1: yeah like the way
0: i'm sorry i'm running a whole i'm, I'm running a whole nintendo switch website here <laughs>
1: we get it but like <laughs> like the way like you go about games is the complete opposite of how i go about games it's like oh this game's only like three hours not worth my time
0: this game's three hours oh my god i can finish it <laughs>
1: Yeah, if, like, and if a first playthrough doesn't take at least 60 hours, not going to bother. Jesus Christ, man.
0: <laughs> I looked what? up Yakuza... I, like, before I played Yakuza <laughs> Kiwami, I looked it up and it was like 25 hours. I'm like, 25 hours!
2: Playing uh, for 25 hours? Damn. Yeah, that 20 like 25 standard. hours of fun. 25 yeah.
1: hours of uh, Majima like, just doing spins on his head. <laughs> just have that on the
2: background <laughs> or uh singing cinderella <laughs> sooner or the i love you
1: <laughs> i i love that i i love that so much but yeah like persona 5 royal is very interesting just going through new game plus especially when just going through a normal playthrough of royal and you know managing to get all the right things to get that extra dungeon that was added into this version like at the end of the game you're most likely going to be like level 90 to 99 so yeah yeah you're gonna like you're gonna start a new game plus powerful as hell yeah and a
2: lot of money yeah yeah i
1: like like at the point that i'm at now i'm like What do I spend my 11 million yen on? (laughs) I mean,
2: getting the strongest uh, personas in the team.
1: Getting the strongest personas, yes. I have been power leveling all the DLC personas, which are stupid powerful. Izanagi (laughs) no Okami holy crap. (laughs) Just has the passive ability to, like, if you have every persona in the game, all your attacks do double damage. Oh, Jesus. Yep, <laughs> and has like the strongest almighty attack that hits three times. <laughs> it, it just one-shots every boss in the game. Oh, Interesting. But, yeah, but yeah, that, that that's fun. I, I I'll probably finish it like properly finish it like sometime next week. But yeah, one last well, we'll thing. About, yeah, one last. We'll hear about that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. One last game, then I'll move it on to someone else. <laughs> this this one's going to... Don't worry. This one's going to be significantly shorter than all the rest. Because you have had been...
2: a lot less time to play it. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Uh, on stream, I am playing XCOM 2 at the moment. This is a uh, thing I've started doing, I guess, a yearly thing, because it did so well last time I played it. Basically, I just stuff it full of mods and see how we go. And... Yeah, people just have fun with it because, like, I have uh, I have integration things with uh, with Twitch where people can, you know, spend like channel it's, points. Yes, yeah, they're called channel points. They're basically just points that accumulate just by watching a person's stream. Like, you can spend like, uh, yeah, with my XCOM two streams, you can spend them to uh, pick one of the soldiers that I have and name them after yourself
2: which i have so, done like
1: yeah which yeah so it brings in you know uh uh viewer interaction and we we we've had some interesting stories with that we've <laughs> only done like three streams of it but uh yeah with a uh, nathan's character that he made he uh <laughs> with all the dumb mods that i have instead of like oh generic soldier men, he shoots aliens it's like he made a dwarf that has the power of lightning and punches robots to death
2: <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah
1: i uh, how many mods do i have installed in that like 634 600, 600, i think it was no 642
2: there you go you've added is it the more. same
1: game it is not the same game it might as well be something completely different <laughs> so yeah, if you want to be a part of that insanity, go to twitchtv chaxic 15 <laughs> And with that, I am done. Nearly twenty minutes in.
0: Yeah, that was that was big.
2: It's almost as long as Persona Five. Uh, Nathan. Uh, well, I'm gonna start a new segment here. When I do my things, uh, Nathan's Nintendo facts. <laughs> Hello, uh... just
1: making crap up yeah. on the fly.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say trademark. Yeah, um, so I just you know start my thing off. I'll uh, like every time I'm introduced, like in the like to talk about games. I'll just you know say a small little Nintendo fact and then do my games. So Did this you week, get
1: approval first.
2: Nope. <laughs> yeah. I thought of this <laughs> on the way my home fault because he's a co-host. I thought of this on the way home, and yes, I am a co-host, so I can do this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Donkey Kong was the first game to uh, feature jumping, like total.
0: I want to Google that. Although, like, I'm thinking back and I can't. No, I can't my game had
2: jumping game. before uh, Donkey Kong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. Yeah, that's why it, it was, was you know Jump, Jump Man, Man for a reason.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. I will buy it.
2: There we go. Uh, so moving well, on. Comments,
0: let, comments, let us know if he's wrong.
2: Moving on to my games, uh, I started. So I got the Xbox Game Pass. There is a lot on that. Yay! Uh, so I, there is. I tried out Sea of Thieves. Yeah. yeah. Emphasis on tried. I mean, I enjoyed it. What I've done, but um, I was doing the tutorial mission, and um, I'm pretty sure they were teenagers. Came out of nowhere, blew up my ship. They killed me. Yeah, they'll do that. And then I had the tutorial mission like thing stuck on my screen until I went like halfway across the map back to where I needed to be to finish it off. So instead of something being like, you know, a 10 minute thing, it took me like half an hour additionally. I was like, are you serious? (laughs) And then- um, What more can I say? Yeah.
1: Yeah, how's that character creator by the way?
2: Oh no, God, no. (laughs) Don't even start (laughs) with the character creator. It is generally the worst character creator I've ever come across. Could learn a thing or two from Miitopia. It's
1: literally just hit random until you find something that doesn't look like crap.
2: Exactly that. Is it really? Yep. Yes. Oh, that sucks. It is random unless, until you find something. Although I did find someone that looked like a character that looked like Jack Black and they were playing the guitar, like like the guitar <laughs> instrument thing. Uh, he, he I was like, okay, been, that is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it must have been there for hours. But yes, that was... I think I spent about 10 minutes just trying to find a character that did not look like crap. And it still looks kind of like crap.
0: That's like that's like 5% of the games I play.
2: Yeah. But yeah, moving on from Sea of Thieves, I uh, got in, back into Stardew Valley for a little bit while nice. I was uh, waiting for the van to be serviced. Good good fun game. Like, it's just a good just stress free game. Yeah. I
0: I need to I need to get into Study Valley. I've tried multiple times and I did enjoy it, but for some reason I just I don't know. Other things got in the way. Yeah, people or, you know telling me you, you don't have time. time.
2: That as well. Yeah. It's it one of those
0: games you have to put a lot of hours into.
2: Stardew Valley comes with a, a virus on your computer where you will have forty two tabs open up the wiki. <laughs>
1: oh fun. I love having a wiki dive to play a video game.
2: Because it's like, you just want to optimise. You're like, oh, I want to give this person the correct um, gift and you want to know where to find it and all this stuff. So it's it's like, if you want to be optimised, you open the wiki. If you don't, you just, you play asses.
1: I feel like it's half the
2: fun of disappointing people.
1: That's just life. How do I optimally woo this purple girl? I mean oh yeah
0: there is a purple hair girl isn't she Yeah She it's dyes her hair purple
1: I, It's the only one I see anyone ever you know get with
0: Yeah I think I I think i tried giving her she's something the gamer and girl. She, Yeah and
2: she
1: like
0: Yeah explain it Yeah <laughs> Yeah I tried to give her something and she just like yeah just completely shut me off I'm like well okay
2: never mind Her favorite thing is an amethyst and she eats it apparently I see I don't. I can't remember. I think because it has a line where it's like, "Oh, I'm going to eat this for breakfast or something," but like it, 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 You know, I can't remember exactly. It's basically says she eats it. What is this? A bad Steven Universe
1: uh, fanfic? It's
2: <laughs> in- heavily inspired by. Yeah. Except it came. Did it come before Steven Universe? I couldn't tell you. Which is in itself is a DBZ uh, fanfic.
0: <laughs> yeah. is that are they the only two you've been playing
2: uh no i've tried out i haven't played much of it uh D dark alliance
0: oh yeah because that that's on game pass
2: as well isn't it yes which uh day of release and it came out earlier on the xbox pc than uh on playstation yeah that's pretty good yeah so that was how is it so far uh not too bad like i, I know there's a lot of complaints about it but I think it's the kind of game where if you play with friends, it's way more fun than if you do it by yourself. I've heard that.
1: Yeah. yeah well, like, what isn't more fun with friends?
2: Yeah, is oh, the thing. It depends. I can make a
1: joke. I can make a joke then, but we
0: had
2: to be explicit. I think we've already uh, passed explicit with Jake in his uh, commentary. <laughs> I try my hardest not to swear, but I'm bogan.
1: <laughs> He's. You've improved. You've done better. I've, I've my editing. Yeah.
2: My editing takes less work now, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's pretty fun from what I've played so far. Like the combat, you actually have to focus on you know button combinations, not button mashing and stuff. That's cool. And then the other thing I found out on um, Game Pass was Octopath Traveler, which I'm going to properly get back into uh, soon. But that was that was a surprise to be on there. I did not nice. know that was on Xbox. Yes. I did not know that. I was like, wait, this is on Xbox? Like and I know on Game Pass? Paid,
1: uh, PC release, but yeah, I didn't know about ga- uh, Xbox. Yeah. I think it was very recently. It was only like
2: a month or two ago. Ah, I was, was just like, exciting. ooh, I want to play this again because this is really good.
0: But if you had a... if you Nathan, I know you don't, but if you had like a PC that can, that's like powerful enough, it, you can do play anywhere. Yeah. So then you can go back and forth with your PC and Xbox versions. Oh, that is actually really good. Yeah, and you could do cloud version as well, which <laughs> Australia yeah. um, not great, but it does for Octo for like a turn based RPG. It's not as bad.
2: I was going to say for a turn based RPG, that's your best thing to do, cloud based. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, o- but Octopath is just a really solid game. It's a great game. It's why I I'm waiting really for Project it. Triangle. Triangle Strategy.
0: Oh, that reminds me. James is also playing Octopath Traveler, as well because like, he got any on comments on that? uh he loves it so far. It's I think. So good. I think he's about ten hours in. I think he was telling me. But yeah, he was playing on his phone while he was moving. Like the movers were just moving all this stuff, and he was just on his phone, like playing Octopath. I'm like, dude, help him. <laughs> no, he, well, if he's, he's paid, yes, yeah, because if he's exactly. paid them, yeah, no. But when I moved and they got, I just felt bad. Yeah, but you've maybe too nice. I know. I bought him coffee as well. They probably lo- they loved me. Yeah, you really are too nice. Yeah, they liked me. I like people liking me. Sounds Makes like me you like have me. a
2: need for attention.
0: Shut up. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll I'll wrap up. Moving on to some what I've been playing as well. Uh, I've been giving Beasts of Marabia Island a go. So this one, if you guys been following us, we've put a lot of, uh, we've done a lot of coverage of these of this game when it was in its development cycle but so far really good um it's more of like a it's kind of like pokemon snap but obviously there's not pokemon in it so they've made their own animals and then and it's also free it's kind of free roaming it it is linear but like you can control your character in a third person rather than being a rail shooter so which i really enjoyed but there's a lot of there's a lot of really nice attention to detail in the game and like, there's a journal you can flick through, and there's notes from your old, from your, um, I think it was your grandpa or your uncle, one of the two, um, who just passed away. Like, it has all his old notes. It's, it's really, I don't know, it's kind of heartwarming, in a lot of ways as well. Like some of the notes he's left. It's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of love and care that's gone into the game. Uh, bad frame rate dips, and even after a patch, which is very Ooh, unfortunate.
1: That's not good. Oof.
0: Yeah, um, like. It's still, it still works, and it's, it, it's not like an action game, so it's not, you know. And it, when you go into first-person mode, when you start using a camera, it's actually perfect. So when you're actually trying to take a shot, it's perfect when you're doing that. But when you're exploring in third-person, that's when it gets a bit choppy, and it's just, yeah, it's a bit frustrating. That, and when you're in camera mode, and then you zoom out camera mode, you're not facing the same way. So, like, yeah. your, camera's, your camera's like 90 degrees off to the left, and it's like, wait, where am I? And I found that really interesting but yeah that's
2: that's not fun
0: yeah but apart from that it's a it's really solid so far and i know the developers they're they're very passionate about this game so i imagine there'll be future updates moving forward so maybe look to pick it up in a in a couple months once you know a few patches have come out but i'll be working on my review and that should be going up within i don't know within the next episode i guess between the now unfortunate
2: and then. part of review codes what actually doing our job (laughs) no that the fact that we um, always get the worst version of the game
0: or the game actually came out uh i think about three or four weeks ago in north america and about two a week or two ago in australia but i know i know what you mean like yeah we generally get the worst versions of games because we get them before their day one patch update so they're like yeah we get the we definitely get the worst ones but other than that It is a great game. Don't expect too much from it, but it is really nice. That and the studio is also called Banana Bird Studio. And there's actually a bird in the game that's a banana bird. Like, it's literally like a bird. And then, like, it's, I don't know. It looks like like a banana because it looks like it's been peeled. It's kind of cute. It's really nice. Um, (laughs) Moving on from that, uh, Halo 4. I finally finished that because I talked about that last time. Uh, So finally finished Halo 4. Moving on to Halo 5. Halo 5 is 98 gigs jeez 98 gigs that's huge the entire the entire master chief Mm. collection was 140 and i don't even know how it's 140 because it's their older games i mean yeah they're done up and series x optimized but
1: well two of them are
0: done up well yeah exactly but yeah 140 gigs halo 5
1: itself is 90 98 gigs i don't understand it but how is halo 4 because that's when i kind of dropped off of halo it's it's good. I can
0: see it's. Uh, I can see its shortcomings. The checkpoint system is odd. Like, I found the other three. Well, the other Bungie Halo games, the checkpoint system was a lot better. Uh, whereas, yeah, I found like when I died, I was like, oh damn, I'm back to this spot, and I've got to do all that again. So that happened a bit more often in Halo Four. Also, the story is a bit more. Uh, how do i put it it's a bit more personal for master chief yeah to the point where like, yeah 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 he talks a lot more and it's like they show more relationship between him and cortana and that's a bit interesting and like it's i don't know it depends on whether you wanted it to go in that direction i imagine some of the complaints would have been people not wanting it to, to go in that kind of direction but i found the story much more uh coherent because Halo games I don't know I don't know whether it's just me but the story of Halo's Halo games is just like what is happening like let's just just move on just just get to the next mission uh so I don't know maybe that's yeah, just me I
1: Bet but you I- don't even know what truth and reconciliation is <laughs> you <not> really no. as <laughs> yes I am
0: <laughs> but like
2: oh.
0: but yeah I've I found I found Halo 4's story to be a bit more digestible in that kind of way but it was a bit more I don't know whether you wanted that to go in that kind of direction it's a different matter but other than that it's good I enjoyed it and there's new weapons because with the other people yeah the, the other alien Russians
1: roast... what they called yeah I think that's yeah. it
0: uh yeah there's like a whole bunch of new weapons and some I like some I didn't like and uh the light rifle I love the light rifle that's a wicked weapon <laughs> anyways yeah really enjoyed it Moving on to Halo 5 before Infinite. And then, yeah, that'll be fun. I've uh, been playing Mario Golf Super Rush. I just posted my review as of this recording about four hours ago. I I gave it a seven. And I was tossing up giving it a six. I didn't like it Ooh. as much as I thought I would. Um, the yeah,
1: you, you were getting really hyped. Yeah, you were like the yeah. only person I saw. It's like, oh, yo, golf, poggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got a i've got a weird thing about
0: mario sports games i don't know they're just they're just really cool but like so for one the story the adventure mode you may as well not even play it it's so bare bones like i i was i remember just walking through everything and you can you can even watch it in my in the joy play that i did on it and like they're just talking i'm just like all right just hurry up just hurry up it's this is crap and then not i didn't feel compelled to speak to any npc there were no side quests there were no there were no there was no meat to the bone basically in the adventure bone and you can plow through it in like three or four hours which normally for me is great but you know there's just and then it finally kicked into a story about two-thirds of the way through and it was so out of place it got really like and your character gets fire powers that aren't related to
1: golf in the slightest and it was really weird well, didn't and it's yeah? Didn't uh like Mario Tennis Aces have like Wario and Waluigi get possessed by the spirit of like a tennis racket or some crap? Yeah, was it like a pharaoh? Yeah, <laughs> that's no, you're right that it was a pharaoh. The, the
2: yeah.
0: stories
1: for the sports games are
0: weird. Yeah, and Mario Golf Super Rush kind of takes a similar vein, and and again, Wario and Luigi, uh, Wario and Waluigi are doing something as well, and they're like, I don't know, maybe it's just those two, but. Yeah, it's a surprise. The villains
1: are doing villainous
2: things. Oh,
1: no. Well, they're kind of like
0: anti heroes in a way.
2: That's what I was going to say. Wario is more an anti hero. Luigi is nothing but sports filler. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's.
0: And then the. At least according to Nintendo. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then the Super Rush mode, like when you're running, is awkward. And when you get stuck in something, it's like you can't jump out of it. And. Yeah, but I ended up giving it a 7 because the actual what Super Rush does to the golf formula helps it to, you know, speed things up a bit. You know, golf can be a bit boring, especially if you're playing multiplayer. You know, you do your shot, then you wait, then you wait, then you wait, and then it's your turn. Whereas Super Rush is like, bang, bang, go. And if you're playing that online or just locally, there's a lot
2: happening all at once, and it's, it's actually really fun. So I did see a clip of someone who got just stuck in the bunker and could not get out. From
0: yeah. It. Yeah. And it, it, I said it in the review as well. Like it's the characters control, not what you would expect from a Nintendo game. You expect a Nintendo games to have, you know, good controls and it just, yeah, it just kind of felt a bit odd and out of place. So yeah, it was, it was a bummer, but I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I played through it, but and I don't think I'm going to be going back to it anytime soon. And the last one I've been playing is Uccubus Trip, Hellbound,
1: and Debriefed. <laughs> Here I thought I was the only one who played uh,
2: weird anime bullshit.
0: <laughs> so, have
1: either of you heard of this game?
2: I'm. I know off the game's
1: name, that's about it. I, I know the game <laughs> and its gameplay. I haven't played it myself, so I know how interesting, we'll say,
2: uh, the game gets. I I know the the name on the title box is very specifically written in a way yeah. to be read two ways.
0: Yeah, which I'm pretty sure, because by the time this podcast episode goes up, the joy play would be going up by that point. And I'm pretty sure I said it as Akiba's strip. not Akiba's Trip, you know, and I had a good chuckle at myself when you I- fell
2: into the trap.
0: I did. I did fall into the trap and like, oh, they got me. But I didn't, when, when we got the email from Marvelous, I was like, oh- you know, this, I've got like two weeks to do content on this. Okay, I'll take it so I'll have time to do it. But I just looked at it and I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Yakuza. Uh, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it's set in Japan.
1: It's That's one thing. Yeah, it's set but, in Japan. All Japanese games are, lo- uh, are like Yakuza.
0: Yeah, well, like that, and there's Persona's combat. like Yakuza. Well, I thought because it, it was like action combat, and it was kind of like it was like kind of like a brawler in a way. So this game is a HD remaster, and I say that in quotations because it doesn't look good. Um, of a so the series is a PSP game, especially this this one is the first one. And without, I won't go too much into the story, but I I did not expect when I started combat that their health is actually their clothes, and when you punch their either their torso or their pants their clothes start to come off and I just I was like oh okay that's that's happening that's happening right now and then I absolutely lost it when I was recording and some business guy in a suit took a
1: photo
2: <laughs>
1: of it happening I am just like what just happened? yeah creepy anime bullshit my favourite what have I just agreed to? So,
2: so debriefed was there for a reason
0: oh it's there for a reason <laughs> it's hundred percent there for a reason. I'm I'm just yeah. gonna like it's it, it doesn't control very well without going into detail because uh, it's a PSP game. What do you expect? Um, but I'm going I'm gonna see it through just out of the sheer curiosity of where the hell they can take this story because. it's just so bizarre, because basically you get bitten by a vampire, which is not actually a vampire, but you don't get bitten by a vampire, she bites her lip and then gives you, in quotations, mouth to mouth, so you would get, so you'd be healed, but then you become this kind of quotation vampire thing, but then, like, if you're, so you can only show your face and your hands in daylight, but then when clothes up your clothes start to come off, when you take damage, your the sun beams down on you and that's game over and it's it's so bizarre
1: it's so weird <laughs> three words what creepy anime bullshit pretty much
0: <laughs> but i'm i'm just curious at this point i'm just so curious and for weird reasons um
2: you fell into the trap
0: i did fall into the trap but that was a that was a hell of a what have you been playing segment, thirty five minutes. Go us. Uh, but anyways, moving on. So before we get into the news, I just want to have a, a bit of a chat. So just about our, our Patreon. For for just only one dollar per month, you can get our, this podcast two days early. Uh, it goes straight towards supporting the website, supporting the channel, paying our writers, paying us, which we really appreciate. And if we reach $100 per, uh, $100 per month goal, we'll make this podcast a weekly show, because it's now a fortnightly show, and we like to be doing this more. But let's move on. So first up is about the Legend of Mana game and series. So Square Enix has confirmed that they're working on a new Mana game for consoles, as well as the Legend of Mana anime. Which is really cool. I really enjoy Trials of Mana, like when they re remade that from like the ground up basically. And to think of something that's not tied tied to tied to an older game, like they can kind of have a bit more creative freedom with it, I reckon yeah, that can be really good on on modern console, which would be really good. Have you guys played Trials of Mana?
1: No, I'll say it. I haven't played it myself because I'm way too busy playing other RPGs. (laughs) As in playing Persona 5 Royal for the second time?
0: Yeah.
2: Technically it's four times playing the same story.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So you can go and play Trials of Mana, which is only a 30 hour game.
1: 30 hours? (laughs) Not worth my time.
2: (laughs) It's not 60 hours, therefore he's not going to play it. That's fair. You did say that. <laughs>
1: bringing it full circle.
0: <laughs> uh, what about the anime? Would you be curious to check out that?
1: I, hmm, I'm really lazy when it comes to like watching anime. I am like seasons behind on like the stuff that I'm actually interested in. So yeah. like a- adding except for JoJo. Yeah, I- except for JoJo because I'm a JoJo nerd. While most people were into Dragon Ball Z in their school years, I was into JoJo, way before the anime (laughs) even came out. I'm an OG fan.
0: Good for you.
1: You stand proud. I read the Dewang cut of part four. (laughs) That was an experience.
2: Amazing.
0: Yeah. So that's a no on the Legend of Mana anime.
1: Uh, maybe it, it is a maybe, but you it's know, got a long list to be. Yeah, I I have so yeah. many things I still gotta watch. I mean, I'm
0: looking at the I'm looking at the screenshot in the article, um, that I've listed for you guys, and yeah, Legend of Mana has a very distinct art style, and it's got like a very fantasy esque. Well, I mean, all the all the Mana games are fantasy, but this one's kind of like almost fairy tale fantasy in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And I reckon they could do a lot with that. Um, Nathan, would you be curious to check it out?
2: Like I said, it has a lot of things to be on my list of things to watch. Fair enough. And play as well.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, before I I move on to the the second bit of news, I'll read out the little quote from uh, producer Masaru Oyamada. He says, it would have been good if we could make a cool video announcement with a bang, but the 30th anniversary has just begun. To be honest, we are developing it. We are working on it, but please wait a little longer for the announcement. In fact, Mr. Ishii, uh, Mana series creator and current CEO of Grezzo, which that might sound familiar, uh, took, took a look at it the other day. That's how far we've come, so I hope you'll look forward to it. We still have a long way to go in development. We're preparing to release it on consoles, and we'd be glad if you can wait for it. I mean, eighty percent of that quote was "it's it's being worked on, please wait," but for the most part, like, yeah. it's good that it's come to a point where the the series creator can actually take a look at it and see what they've done. So that means it's it it should be past the concept stage, and they're ready to make an announcement this year, which is cool. I like the Mana series. I reckon it's I reckon it's got some real good potential, and it doesn't get as much attention as the Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and whatnot get, mm. so I reckon. Yeah, it, it oh. is
1: a franchise I have been meaning to get into.
0: Mm. Uh, does anyone want to take the next one?
2: Uh, because I know Jake doesn't want to, I'll take it.
1: No, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it seeing as, you know, I am I did say I've been playing XCOM, so... All yeah. right. <laughs> you it right. yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's my own fault. All right, so Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope dev team three times bigger than the original, plus other tidbits. Oh, oh yeah, I'm I'm I've been reading through uh, uh, this article, and like the first thing that you know spoke to me is uh, the team composition doesn't have any limits this time around. You can go all rabbits or all Mario characters if you so choose. That was my biggest complaint with the original, because it forced you to have at least one rabbit on the team yeah yeah
0: <laughs> that
2: was
1: annoying so yeah
0: yeah so now you can play with just all mario characters if you wanted to
2: yeah i might actually you almost don't have to deal
1: with rabbits yeah almost i can play almost. the game as mario yeah. characters going on a homicidal rampage c- c- killing these rabbits that's what i wanted
2: so that, <laughs> that's the story you're gonna have yeah. when you play it on stream
1: <laughs> that's the story i
0: wanted
2: <laughs> oh.
0: i don't know i'd I, I think I said it in the last episode I don't mind the rabbits but you know I know a lot of people that hate them with a passion so you know.
2: it's more just they like they're the minions. they're like everywhere they're annoying they're not like the most fun. I find them hilarious. Of
1: course you do
2: <laughs> that's because he's the youngest one in our group so
0: Dylan or no James. No, 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 enough
2: three. I right. mean Nust three. Oh yeah, sure. But More I mean, chance. by what? Like,
0: by like what? Six months or something?
2: I'm in August. Yeah, I'm February. That's six months. There you go. Six months. Boom. Baby, called it. Still baby. <laughs> I still feel baby old. man. Little baby man. <laughs> a man baby. He's the boss baby.
1: <laughs> oh, um, don't. <laughs>
0: But looking, yeah. So I'm um, going into it back to um, sparks of hope. Like it, I don't know. It looks to have a lot of a lot of potential, especially when you see the overworld. Like there's a free roaming map, free roaming camera. Sorry, um, and a lot more exploration. So you were very limited in Plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Yeah, so you had yeah, to follow it's... strict
1: path. Yeah, and yeah. now you have like, uh, what is it? Uh, like wild encounters. Yeah, it says here, like, exploration element is less linear, but the game is an open world. So... Yeah. Improvement.
0: Exactly. And I think it, this game wouldn't benefit from being over, open world. Yeah. It
1: benefits from, you know, taking it level by level. Like, it's a tactical shooter. An open world tactical shooter would be very difficult to make, actually, Has it ever happened? Yeah. Not that I know of. To be fair, I haven't played Phoenix Point
0: yet. Yeah, because I don't think Project Triangle Strategy would be open world either.
2: Oh no, that is straight up a level following thing. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I mean yeah, exactly. So it doesn't surprise me, but it does look just more open, which is always going to be a good thing. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. I still need to play the Donkey Kong DLC as well.
2: I hear the Donkey Kong DLC
1: is actually really good.
2: Yeah, I've heard that as well. I've definitely heard that. Oh, it's always on special from what I remember.
0: Oh, it's always on special. Because it's actually published by Ubisoft. Yeah. So it's not Nintendo being like, oh, it's got Mario in it, $60 or $80. $100.
2: On for the next decade. And yeah, then, pretty then much. We'll, Yeah, then we'll re-release it for 80 <laughs> And then exactly. it will be worth $1,000 on the black market. Exactly. That's Nintendo. And Pokemon.
0: Uh, Nathan, do you want to take the next one? Uh,
2: yeah, so uh, Gillis... That's how you put it. Gillis Goddard. I think it's Whoop. Giles. 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 I worked, I worked at Gillis Plains, and it's very similar <laughs> <with> spelling. So, <laughs> Giles Goddard uh, worked on Star Fox and Doshin the Giant and founded dev studio Vitae, pitched a new realistic F-Zero game, to Nintendo for the Switch, but Nintendo passed on it.
0: So yeah, I found that quite interesting. So there have been companies who've tried. Yeah, they're they're trying, but
2: clearly Nintendo doesn't care anymore. No, they really don't. Also, realistic F-Zero just doesn't mesh.
1: Yeah, realistic physics with, Mm. you know, these kinds of,
2: uh, you know, high-speed races. Yeah, I don't see that working. You would crash in an instant. Mm. like if you barely veer off like course at all you'd be destroying your vehicle with high realistic graphic like physics like immediately the first thing that came to my head when reading that was
1: S ultra and i just wanted to curl up and cry
0: <laughs> i i i pictured the um uh, it's like a simpsons episode where they're at a, like a car car exhibition and they're showing like crash test dummies and like the, the car crashes and they, they get out. That's what I'm thinking. Like they crash oh. and just <laughs>
2: these
0: these lifeless bodies limp out in F Zero style. Oh, jeez. Um, there is a little bit of a quote here as well. So, from Giles Goddard, this was actually an interview with uh, Game Explain that they had a, a couple weeks ago. So, Abitate, after I'd left Nintendo and started my own company, it was after Steel, uh, Steel Diver and Subwars. We were, thinking, we were trying to think of stuff to do, and I thought it would be really cool to have an ultra-realistic F-Zero. Still with sort of really cool, fun, futuristic graphics, but just really realistic physics. He said really a lot then. That was hard. Uh, we thought that'd be a really interesting thing to try out. He really, really. did. Use your vocabulary. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. Get a thesaurus. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for.
2: Although, I in saying that, so what language... Like, what country is he from? Like, what's his native language?
0: Uh, Pretty sure it's America.
2: Oh, and then... Yeah, no. that There's no excuse for that, then. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's not... If, like, English is in his native language, then, you know, you you have an excuse. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I, th- I think... So, this F-Zero game that they tried to do, or they wanted to do, would have still captured... I guess the essence of F Zero, but I I feel like it's that cross between Fast Racing RMX by Shinen, if you know that one. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it would kind of come in between that. That, but like, if Nintendo wanted that, they would have asked Shinen. Yeah, they would have just asked them and put an F Zero skin on it, and gone from there. Which they can still do, and I don't understand why they haven't.
2: So he's actually British. Make any sense to
0: me. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah British. <laughs> let's not make any enemies. We got we got two
2: British riders here at Switchaboo. Apparently he uh, did the Mario face in Super Mario 64 like the I'm assuming the menu face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he worked on like the first Star Fox games
2: and 1080 Snowboard. Mm-hmm.
0: So he's a good de- he's a, you know, renowned developer.
2: Yeah. He was the first Western employee at Nintendo. So, he's got, despite his low level of vocabulary,
0: <laughs> he has, he, he's got quite a resume on him. But, nope, Nintendo didn't want F-Zero. And you can tell not. he's the editor. Yes. Uh, so, next one, player player finds Breath of the Wild's final impossible chest.
2: Yeah, we, we were looking into this before you uh, joined the call, and yeah, that is a... It- very poor coding problem. Yeah,
1: this yeah. is a thing. It's like under the map, you have to do so many weird tricks. Like, yeah, slow down time, just spam arrows at it, like magnetize it to you. It's and all
2: that for a piece of amber. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely it's not, not worth it. it. But he has the bragging rights. Well, that's it.
0: And he has 142,000 subscribers. So, I mean, Clearly that's what it was for.
2: Clearly we should be doing more more stuff like
0: this. Yeah, well I mean, if we get the
2: results.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I just think that's really cool. It's like a little tidbit, considering the game's been out for what, four just over four years.
1: Now yeah, yeah, took them long enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Took your damn time with it. But yeah, that one was fun. And last bit of news, like I said, it's a very short news news week this time. Uh, Nintendo's new Skyward Sword trailer highlights HD remaster improvements, including optional help from Fee, thank God, enhanced frame rate, ability to fast-forward dialogue, streamlined item information, skippable cutscenes, skippable tutorial dialogue, and autosave. Yes, there was a game... Yes, there was a Zelda game in 2011 that didn't have autosave, and it was so frustrating. But... But yeah, I just think they're all standards of video games nowadays, like all of those things. Yeah. So it is pretty much just Skyward Sword in 2021.
2: I mean, you say that about skippable cutscenes, but there's still games that are released with uh, cutscenes that aren't skippable. That is very true. And- Looks at Borderlands 3.
1: They eventually like added a patch that let you skip it, but it was... The damage is done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all, all of these sound
0: just like, you know, regular things that should be in the game anyways. So it's yeah. like they made a whole trailer about it. So I was just like, okay, sure, whatever. That's a weird thing to make a trailer about.
2: I think it's more just like being like, hey, this is what is actually, you know, changed to confirm that it is actually changed for people. Like yeah, exactly. Modernized
1: it. It's like, yeah, modernizing means keeping up with everyone. All right.
0: Pretty much. But... It's hilarious that they did all this, and yet fast travel is tied to a $25 Amiibo, which still rubs me the wrong way. It's like, I, I get, especially that like... Well, fast
2: travel's still in the game, it's just from certain points.
0: Y- yes, yep, yeah, my apologies, yeah, fast yes. travel from dungeons, and but whatnot.
2: You, I but mean, some, isn't there way yeah, to still yeah. escape from a dungeon? I think so. But it put you at the entrance, which then there's usually a teleportation thing from the entrance. It's, just, it's to get to the Sky Islands from in a dungeon.
0: Yeah. But I feel like if they're going to add something like that, it just shouldn't be tied to an amiibo. It shouldn't be tied to a physical thing that you had to buy that'll probably be low on stock anyways, and it'll be very hard to get. I don't know. I collected all the amiibo until about mid-2019. I went through all that. I have the Box Boy Amiibo that they that they made exclusive in Japan and Australia, no, Nintendo Australia's eBay account. Did and you I have get that.
2: the um the Chibi Robo one? I do. I did.
0: I have somewhere. Yes, I have the Chibi Robo. Yeah, it, 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 they're on a box.
1: They're not. They're not even displayed anymore. <laughs> like I, I don't really care about like Amiibo myself, but. I have been trying my goddamn hardest to get a Joker Amiibo ever since it was announced <laughs> and I can't. Oh, they're and it super drives expensive me insane. Now. Yeah, I think they're like over
2: $100 or something on eBay. And they it's only did one release of it.
0: I know, and that's what frustrates me.
2: That's why I uh, actually put down for uh, a pre-order of Banjo.
0: Yeah, you'll me both. I got my yeah. ban- like I got, I got mine right here. He's always on my desk. He's the only Amiibo that's not that's not a thing, and because this is not video, that's my banjo, amigo. Um, but yeah,
2: uh-huh. he's
0: he's <laughs> he's always he's always with me when I do my work. But yeah, so that's that's all there was for the news this time around. So we'll head over to the indie roundup. This is a segment where we like to just talk about what's coming up or what might have just released at, this, at the time that this podcast has gone up. Uh, indie games that are either, you know, have a lot of buzz around them or ones that we believe should have a bit more buzz around them. So first up, uh, this one has been a sleeper release almost. So by Devolver Digital, they barely talked about it at all. But Boomerang X, this one launches on July 8th. So it's a first person, looks like a first person dungeon crawler, almost. But like you have a boomerang.
1: And oh yeah, this game looks rad. Uh, right. Like it, it, it has a very interesting art style. Like it's very, oh, I, I'm not good with art, so I don't really know. But like <laughs> scratchy. Yeah. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say so. Like I, I, that's probably ten times better than I can ever explain it. But, um. When I put this up on YouTube, I'll put the video. I'll put the trailer with it as well, and you'll see. You'll see what you mean. But
2: it kind of has that comic book feel. Yeah
0: yeah, 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 scratchy comic book. Yeah, that's probably the best way we can explain it.
1: But you gritty graphic novels. It... Also, no, no idea why it's called boomerang X when this guy is clearly throwing a shuriken.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's a X shaped boomerang. Yeah, you got to appeal to the Westerners. I mean, you'd be appealing to Australia specifically.
0: Well, yeah, true. But yeah, and the trailer, the gameplay trailer, it looks smooth as anything as well. And like really fast pace. And the music is great. I just think it looks amazing, personally. I think that's definitely one to keep your eye on. And that's a great start. And by the time you're already listening to this, it'll already be out. So you should buy it and play it and support indies. And so that one's July 8th. Next one on the 15th of July Lambs on the Road, the beginning.
1: Oh boy, I have to put in my date of birth just to see this on the official Nintendo website. What is this?
0: (laughs) So this one is a. Survival uh, horror? 2D. Yeah, survival horror adventure platformer 2D. uh, Help John to find her daughter in a post apocalyptic world, plenty of dangers. Oh, well, that's really bad grammar. I was
2: about to say that is not correct. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but the art, I, the art style just caught me. I just reckon it looks really cool. It's in U.S. dollars as well. It's only three dollars, like so. I imagine yeah. it's. I, I, in that case, then I imagine it's a short game, so it's perfect for me. But yeah, it's 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 got a neat little,
2: neat little art style, and survival, survival horror. They have made that mistake several times on the Metacritic. With what? Father looking for her daughter. John, help help John find her daughter. Help John find her daughter oh, three yeah. times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think they just copy and paste it. But yeah, I thought that would look pretty cool. Uh, Macrotus, A Mother's
1: Journey. So this one, I think I just look at the art style, honestly. Yeah, the first screenshot, I I don't know why, but, like, my brain automatically just goes to Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, it's, it's clearly not that art style, especially when, yeah. like, you know, scrolling through all these other screenshots. But, yeah, just something about that first one, though. Mm, I can see that. I
0: definitely can. So, I mean, it's got, like, the 2.5D platforming. So I think that's where it kind of uses like 3D assets as well in like yeah. a 2D. And that's where the Donkey Kong inspiration kind of comes from. Uh, so, but yeah, so I mean, features, I'll read, I'll read them out. There's only five here. Uh, navigate deceptively gorgeous landscapes, overcome obstacles by gnawing and digging, manipulate water physics to proceed without drowning, obtain magical abilities to pass through walls or raise barriers and gather collectibles to learn the law of the surrounding world. And as soon as I read the third one, Manipulate Water Physics to Proceed Without Drowning, I just thought of Sonic. <laughs> 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 I, I love how we both went to that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, ooh. It's giving me bad flashbacks there, so maybe not. Uh, but no, I I just thought the game this game actually has a very unique aesthetic. Even though it's kind of it kind of gives me trine vibes, Nathan, if you if you're seeing that. Yeah. But you're a mouse. Are you a mouse? Kind of like a a mouse. The
1: the, the thing says that the character's name is Bilby, so maybe a Bilby. There we go. Maybe. Maybe. Bob Bilby.
0: (laughs) And last one. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and it's finally coming out on the 20th. Chris Tales. Yeah, I wanted this. (laughs) Yeah,
1: this looks real good. I believe I have dibs on the code for this. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you were
2: you, uh, yeah. because you're on. You have more access to uh, be able to claim than myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that being said, Nathan, it is coming to Game
2: Pass Day One. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so it, you get to play it too. It looks really exactly. good. We can all play it. It's got the like time travel aspect, which like you know gives me Chrono Trigger vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's got a beautiful art aesthetic, like really bright and colourful, so I'll like it. And it's a JRPG, so Jake and I will love it. <laughs> yeah. It's for everyone. Although, yeah, like the, although the, Alex has more than 20 hours yeah. of gameplay. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Which means it has <laughs> less nah, than 60, Jake.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Oh, but Meredith is in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it uh, if you're looking at the screenshots, it's like the battle mechanics as well gives me kind of persona vibes
2: there but the fact that you can uh, see that yeah the the battle
1: ui is really interesting because like it's it's portrayed on shattered glass on like above the uh like the actual action so yeah it does feel like persona 5's uh, battle ui a bit
2: okay let me bring something up here i'm on the actual like proper like website for them Inspired by timeless JRPGs like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Valkyrie Profile, and modern classics like Bravely Default and Persona 5.
1: I really never would have
2: guessed. <laughs> so, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. But yeah, like the fact you can like attack with uh, bringing enemies to the past and futures and stuff, really interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it t- certainly takes its own spin on the genre. So I'm really, really keen on it. So it looks like all three of us will be able to play it at launch one way or the other. Yeah. But that's it for our indie roundup. Let's head over to our Patreon question. So with this one, uh, all of our $1 patrons, they can submit a, a question over to, like we put out a call out for questions every fortnight, a couple of days before uh, before recording the podcast. We do accept uh, questions from others, uh, like, cause we put it out to our social medias as well but it the priority does go to our patrons for the, for that reason but this one does come from a uh, someone on our discord so and their question they we only got their discord tag so their discord tag is lover but lovers, i don't think that's it lovers, is, lovers you know. sorry more than one <laughs> my apologies, plural but yeah that's a bunch th- I, I, I have a feeling I, I have a feeling that's not his real name so you know, really? i don't know i think it is yes. it's
2: on his birth certificate
0: oh then it is then it's his real name yeah. yeah it's it's legit then yeah but his question whoever his name may be is with the switch's success against both xbox and playstation despite significantly lower specs do you think graphical fidelity is as important as people make it out to be
2: ever since the no, like it, that was a big thing back in the ps3 days no no
1: Like, yeah, we're getting to the point where, like, we've pretty much hit the apex of, like, this is how good video games are going to look.
2: Mm.
1: And people keep trying to push it and
2: keep forgetting to actually make video games. Yes. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And I've always seen it as it's more an art style you pick. So the realistic art styles never, never hold up.
1: Oh, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like, remember back on the 360s, like, oh, Halo 3, oh, that's the pinnacle of, you know, (laughs) like animations and like model quality. And you look back at it now, it's like, what is this, a PS1 game?
2: Ew. It's like, but then you look at stuff like, you know, Wind Waker, like, that is held up. Yeah. uh, It all depends on your art style more than anything, I always think. Well,
0: I mean, considering we just, well, we just touched uh, touched on Boomerang X. Oh, and Chris so much because of its art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Like it's like way more art style is what appeals to people than graphic fidelity. Like graphic fidelity was definitely a thing back, like I said, in the PS3, like early PS4 days where that was like big selling points. Like, oh look how realistic we can make it look, because it was, you know, a big thing back then. Because it was from PS two to PS3 was a big jump. But like, yeah, nowadays it's way more what looks more visually appealing.
0: Yeah. But I mean, considering you're asking people on a, uh, on a Nintendo podcast, I guess if you went over to like a PC gaming podcast or something, they're going to want that graphical fidelity. Yeah. So, and that's well, why this I This game isn't
1: in 4K. <laughs> it's
2: not running at 120 FPS.
0: Yeah. We'll be saying that about, uh, we'll be saying that about 8K soon. And the switch will still be doing
2: 720p handheld. I mean, the isn't the human eye can't even comprehend 8K?
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard that.
1: They're still going to push it because people see big number, big yeah, number. Manual. I know, I know exactly.
0: And that's been the same with like eight when they you know did eight bit, sixteen bit, sixty four bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, the bigger the number, the better it's going to be. Bits.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Atari Jaguar commercial. <laughs> It's just two thirty-two bit things put together. It's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show you're
0: working. Math is math is math, but you got to show you're working. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the the switch does it, it is starting to feel dated, and I mean, it works for Nintendo games. It works for uh, like indie games, and that's why so many indies come to it, and for its portability sake, and that's why it does so well. But I think. Now with the Series X and PS5 release, I actually do think you know it's it is going to start to take a toll on on it a little bit, and not so much again, not so much where the core audience is, but when you start thinking about because I mean we already have the Borderlands collection on Switch, and oh, well, that's probably not a good example, uh, like Bioshock and all that. But then when you look, XCOM at... XCOM Two's on there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, without <laughs> the mods. Man, I remember when I first got XCOM 2, and like, Firaxis kept saying, It's like, oh yeah, this game is too graphically intensive. We're not going to be able to port it to consoles. It's and now on it's on phones. Switch. Oh, it's
2: on the Switch. <laughs> it's on the, the well. Switch
1: and on phones. Yes. Yeah, that's
0: how far we've come. I mean, yeah, the entire Crisis trilogy is coming to Switch. Like, Witcher said, 3 doesn't... is on Switch. Witcher 3 is on Switch, but Skyrim's boy, does Switch. it look rough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's that, and that's just going to become the norm. So I feel like now that we've hit the peak, it's then going to be a matter of how can we hit the peak again portably. Yes. Which and is that's that's Nintendo. going to be the next challenge. Yeah, Nintendo
2: and cloud gaming. Cloud gaming doesn't exist in Australia, remember? Well, yeah, true. We need
0: yeah, that's that's a whole other discussion. We need a new government for that, but you
1: know Yeah, we need our government gonna...
0: to stop wasting money on
1: submarines.
0: And, you know, actually put out a vaccine rollout. I was just about to say I wasn't gonna go there, but you guys have already gone there, so <laughs> So I can't go back on that one now.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong, but yeah. Um But yeah, I I think it I think it is still the graphical fidelity side of things i think it is still important because i don't know like it will be left behind and i i I wonder if this discussion this question has come up as a result of the switch pro not getting announced and people
2: are like i think nintendo's is more it needs more power than graphic fidelity
0: yeah true 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 like it... I mean Breath of the Wild 2 looks looked better than the first like what we saw in the trailer so Yeah. Mm,
2: yeah. Hey, maybe they'll release um, that's... Breath of the Wild 2 with the Switch Pro. Exactly. You
0: have to wonder whether that's actually running on the Switch Pro, but then you and then you also have the question is it what's it going to be like on
1: the regular Switch?
0: Will the it even questions you have to ask. On...
1: Yeah, will it even work on a regular Switch if this hypothetical situation happen or are they going we're gonna, gonna do have the, like um, a
2: new th- that's what i was gonna say the new 3ds thing where yeah we're gonna
1: have a new 3ds op- uh situation here where like what was it xenoblade xenoblade and yeah. i think
2: there was one other game uh fire Emblem warriors that's... right that's what it
1: was
0: <laughs> which i forget about that game entirely let alone the fact it had a 3ds version it is
2: just not a good warriors game no it's not <laughs> It really isn't. No, but the characters but, just play the same.
0: But yeah, I think uh, th- there will be a hundred uh, by that point. By the time it actually comes out, there will be a hundred thousand Switch owners who will be very mad that the that Breath of the Wild Two is only playable on the oh, Switch Pro.
2: Okay. Uh, apparently, there's actually a few exclusive Binding of Isaac Rebirth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why? Why is that a the 3DS? Wind sure Up like run 2, right answer, yes. Runbow
2: Pocket, Futur- Futuridium, EP Deluxe, Blockform, and Pixel Hunter. Yeah, White Binding of Vizag, wasn't that originally like a Flash game?
0: Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a Flash game. That is but very
1: you, weird. You need the power. <laughs> you just need the 3DS. absolute power. Also Minecraft. the
2: new 3DS has. And uh, Minecraft, I can at least kind of say. I didn't know Minecraft came out on the 3DS.
0: Yeah, late in its life. Minecraft is on, like, everything. I know. So. Yeah. It's got to be on 3DS. I'm surprised it wasn't on the DS. Game Boy Advance. Remember, how about Minecraft and the Game Boy Color? Minecraft on your smart fridge. There you go. Now you're thinking.
2: No, Minecraft on Alexa.
0: <laughs> Print it, ship it. Make a billion dollars. I mean, Skyrim's possible. on Alexa. That was funny. That was funny. All right, so moving on to everyone's most favorite part of the Switcherby podcast is Name That Game. All right, we got to do so this. If, yeah, we do. I know, it's been going for an hour and 10 minutes since even that was a short news episode, but we're still doing Name That Game. So, if you are unfamiliar with Name That Game or if you haven't heard, if this is your first podcast episode you're listening to so name that game is a little game that we play i have a i have a game i have a secret game and these guys have to work together to to try to guess it they are i will provide 10 hints and after five guesses they get two oh sorry after five hints they have two guesses after another four so after nine hints they get another two guesses and after hint 10 they get one final guess so they get five guesses in total they also have two lifelines. They can ask me a yes or no question. And the Switchaboo lifeline, which was which I finally got. And this one's provided by Brian. And I had hey, never, never heard his voice before. This is like the first time I've heard his voice. I was going to say, do we
2: actually have a uh, lifeline this time?
0: <laughs> yes, we do.
2: Because, you know, someone yep, actually and... got back to you.
0: <laughs> yes, Yeah. exactly. Someone actually got back to me. James.
2: But yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Call him out, but he still doesn't listen to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. He still has. Yeah, he hasn't said anything, so I assume he doesn't listen. Yeah, which is very upsetting. But that's fine. I'm not bitter at all. No, not at all. Uh, so, let's start it off. Uh, this game was co-developed by a US company. It saw its initial release in 2014. It came to Switch in 2018. The aforementioned co-developer is renowned for making RPGs. And the Switch version has an 82 on
1: Metacritic. Discuss. Hmm. Co-developed by US team. Oh, jeez.
2: That's throwing me off the fact that it's co-developed.
1: Yeah. The original devs... Uh, Yeah, you said... Like they work on RPGs, so this isn't. They're renowned you know, for RPGs game, or something like that. Yeah, they're renowned for RPGs, so there's there's a chance that this game itself isn't an RPG
2: with that language. Yeah. So hmm. just for clarification, is the US development team renowned for RPGs, or is it another team? The other team. Uh the US. The US. So company. the US company is renowned for RPGs. Okay. Yeah. I. So, so far I haven't provided any information about the other company. Yeah, okay. Just thought I'd clarify to make sure.
1: That's fair. A uh, US team that is known for RPGs. Yeah, the only thing I can is... think of
2: is Bioware. Hold up. When did that come out on Switch? Because. Uh, do you think you got something? I was going to say Bioshock is out on the Switch, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't think, yeah... The, the original Bioshock was in, like, the early... T- no, like, not, not the 2010s, but... Late 2000s?
2: Yeah, it was late 2000s, yeah. But the whole collection. Which means, you know, Bioshock 3, technically. Oh, right, yeah. When did Bioshock 3 come out? I don't know. Because the fact that it came out in 2014 is where I'm getting, like, hang on. Yeah, because I can't remember if that was, like, late 2000s or early 2010s. Also, CD Projekt Red did Witcher 3, correct? And they're not American, yeah. are uh, they? Yeah. No, they're... Yeah. T- just thought, you know... Polish? Yeah, that's what I they thought. They are Polish. That's what yeah. I thought. I just thought, you know, make sure, because, you know, that's a game that uh, probably released around 2018 for us on the Switch... Although wait, you said twenty fourteen was the original release, didn't you? Hmm. Oh, actually, it depends how. You got okay, so twenty eighteen kind of lines up with um Skyrim. Yes, the original release was twenty eleven, but the Legendary Edition was probably around that twenty fourteen mark. Hmm. Because it includes all the DLC. The, uh, the other thing The other thing Is Diablo 3 But I can't remember when that first came out Hmm Although I think Diablo 3 was 2012 Because I'm pretty sure I was still in uni then. Yeah uh, There might have been the Reaper
1: of Souls version which I think Either came out in 2013 or 2014
2: Because they're both American companies and Bethesda is definitely yeah. renowned for RPGs. Yeah, I, I I think we may need to, you know,
1: learn a bit more about the other company before we, like, make a decision. To but be fair,
2: we still have two guesses. Yeah. We do have two guesses. Two guesses
0: and two lifelines. Should we just... Oh, yeah, another rule that I forgot to mention. You have to ask a yes or no question first before you use a lifeline.
2: Which we didn't do last time.
0: Yeah, I don't think it did.
2: We actually used the lifeline first. Outrageous!
1: <laughs> oh no, we forgot our own rules.
2: <laughs> um, do you just uh, want to guess, lot, Skyrim?
1: Just, I uh, personally, I don't think it's Skyrim,
2: but it's well. Do we have anything else we're going to sure. guess? Yeah, good point. It's is, the thing. is it the Skyrim Sh- Switch version? Should sure, no, be Skyrim. Not. Okay, so no, it's not. And then. The other one was Diablo Three: Repudition. Are you gonna? Are you guessing guess that? Well, we don't have anything else we can think of, and yeah, if we it's... don't guess, we lose our guesses. So we can yes. wipe it out at least. Diablo Three, like I think it's called. Okay. No, it's not that. Okay. All right. There we
1: go. So more hints,
2: please.
0: More hints. This game's sequel came to Switch first. Huh.
1: Okay,
2: so it
0: has a sequel. THQ was this game's initial publisher until they went bankrupt in January 2013. Saints Row 3?
2: Are you Is guessing THQ... Saints Row 3?
1: Uh... TH, I, I believe THQ published but, but Saints Row 3. He said
2: the sequel came to switch first
1: oh right
2: so yeah oh, it wouldn't God. be hmm. definitely wouldn't be saints Row Three then get another clue you play
0: as a character referred to as the new kid
1: oh which south park game is it
2: oh um it's, it's stick either of stick
1: truth. of truth or fractured butthole stick of truth yeah.
2: Because he said sequel came to Switch first, which means it would be Stick of right,
1: Truth. Right, right, yeah, Stick of Truth, yeah. It is Stick of Truth. Hey,
0: there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one would do it. Yeah. So that was that was hit number eight. Hit number nine, game's inspirations came from Skyrim and Earthbound, so you're kind of on the right track. Yeah. And this game was known for its censorship in Australia and European countries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the crying koala picture. <laughs> yeah. I only played Stick of Truth like last year for the first time, I think, and yeah, I just I remember that cry, uh, crying koala. Um, I will, I will play the hint even though you don't need it, but yeah, Brian worked very hard on the hint. It's the first one he did, so I'll <laughs> play it.
1: While this game is a solid RPG and very faithful to its source material, I believe it. It is very bare bones and probably would have been overlooked if not for the famous IP
2: oh 100% yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah
0: and that's Brian's voice now we know
2: confirmed because it is really hard to record a podcast with someone in America <laughs>
1: it sure is
2: <laughs> yeah time
0: time zones are fun
2: because it's, it's what like you know 3 in the morning for him over there or something
0: yeah, something oh, like that,
2: like three or four.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this. Uh, PT time. Although I think he's no, because Dylan's Eastern time. Yeah.
2: So yeah, if he's PT, is definitely in... around three in the morning then.
0: It is five thirty in the morning currently.
2: All right, because of um time zone um daylight savings is over there. Yeah, that's where it makes a big difference. Sure. Dylan's probably up. It's eight thirty-four in the morning. <laughs> just, just uh, creeping on. Get our... him
1: to just show up in the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's
0: all we got for episode thirteen of the Switchery podcast. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you if you like you know what we do here, please remember to support us uh, by I mean if it's oh we don't actually post this to youtube anymore so in that case on itunes please leave us a review and five stars and let us know what you think or not five stars if you don't if you don't think we deserve five stars i think we deserve five stars though so
2: i'd say four stars, at least please.
1: yeah, yeah at too. least four <laughs> make Mate, it
0: realistic help us out of help us out of <laughs> but the higher the higher we review the better uh, apple looks at us and makes us more relevant we want we want people to listen and you know join in discussions that's the yes. fun part of things uh, but you can also you can always follow us on Facebook, uh, so Facebook.com/switchaboo, Instagram at switchaboo, which I really need to post to more. Uh, that's on me. Um, follow us on Twitter at switchaboo news and links. So pinned to the top of the Twitter page is also our Discord, which you can always join and have a chat to us and share ideas and hey, even send over a send over a question. We can answer it on the on the podcast like we did before. And lastly, there's also the our Patreon as well. So Patreon.com/SwitchBoo. I'll mention it again as well, like I did before, for just for just a one, uh, a measly one dollar per month, you can get this podcast episode two days early and support us in the process, and we really appreciate that. But to round off this episode, we'll be listening to Rising Resorts Track Three. So this is from Melonhead Games, Rooftop Renegade. So this one is coming to Switch, but it hasn't been announced for Switch yet. But it is. But the developers have advised that it is coming to Switch. These guys are actually from South Australia, so I really wanted to uh, highlight these guys, oh, and they're me. they're a great fr- yeah, and they're a great friend of, yeah, of local of ours dudes as well. Local dudes, exactly. And you can follow them on Twitter at melonheadau. And this track was composed by John Owsman, at which you can follow at John Owsman or John underscore Owisman. O E-S-T-M-A-N-N. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll I'll put that in the description, because that's probably gonna be a lot easier. Yeah. But yes, that yeah, O E-S-T-M-A-N-N. But thank you everyone for listening and remember to have fun. Have a great day. See ya!